We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one out, touchdown. This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hey everyone, welcome back to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio. My name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host is Sean Siegel. Of course, we're ready here. It is Saturday. It is the fourth show of the week. Usually by Saturday, it's the third show of the week. We've been keeping that content coming over the last uh, four or five weeks. We've been trying to, to fill in as much as we can for you. We thank you for tuning in to each and every episode. Sean, a couple of months back, we had episode 200. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> We've probably done another 200 episodes since that happened, but we're, uh, we'll probably be closing in soon on another landmark. But uh, I did want to give a shout out to the listeners who have left us a written interview. We will be giving, uh, I'll be sharing a few of those towards the end of the show, but we have uh, 110 reviews now over on the uh, iTunes or the Apple page. So keep uh, adding those reviews in um, for us. We do, we do appreciate that very, very much. And Sean, I know you've run a contest over with Stealing Bananas. I believe you are up to 65 reviews there already. So you are uh, quickly catching up with this, uh, you know, in a short period of time. Phenomenal. Again, thanks to all the listeners who have left reviews for Stealing Bananas. We haven't mentioned it, Sean, on this week's show, but uh, we kind of hinted at it. You did a draft with Davis Maddock and Ben on Stealing Bananas, but um, I think uh, we, we should give a plug in case the listeners haven't heard it. Uh, why should they check that one out? Well, Davis obviously was a blast. I mean, he had us absolutely cracking up at a couple of different points. His remarks on Jarek McKinnon, the debate that we had <laughs> on tight ends. One of the things that is kind of fun, and I'll have an article about this on the site eventually, but you bring in some different minds. You, you draft with three people, and you need to get lucky on who your tight end targets are. Because if you don't have the same guys, then you get to the end of the draft, and you're like, well, now we're going to talk, take somebody. Right. So we had some discussions about Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, ben and Davis were on the very opposite ends of the spectrum there. We had some debates, Logan Thomas versus Tyler Higby, kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum there. And then we end up getting late into the draft and we have to take some guys. Uh, fortunately, we could all agree on Cole Komet, but then we took a couple of veteran guys. I won't spoil who we took, but when we're wrapping up the draft afterward, all of a sudden everybody's like, well, you know, we're not on Jerry Cook. So I spoiled one of the two guys there, but we drafted a, a player who after the fact, no one was willing to take credit for. So that was <laughs> one. it was also interesting in our wrap up 
to hear the different takes on Komet. We all wanted him, but we had very different ideas in terms of what he was likely to do for us, if he could be a league winner or if he's just a guy to fill the spot and maybe win our individual league. So this idea of, of winning our league, winning our 12-team league, which is the first step, or can we win the $500,000, which is obviously our goal. We took some risks in that one. Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Taylor both fell to us at the end of round one. We had to decide if we wanted them both or if we wanted to mix Devontae Adams in there. The news on Barkley continues to get worse. Colin, I think that Barkley, and I mentioned this earlier in the week, but you know, in best ball, I don't think you can take him because you can't lose all of those weeks early. You just you won't pick up the total number of points. I think that you can draft well enough in redraft to stay afloat. And then if you're getting a pretty big discount on him and you can add him to essentially another first round pick, then the power of your roster in the second half of the season is just so crazy. Now, you know, maybe there's no value the whole way through. I mean, that, that's one of the risks that you take when you draft a player who's not 100%. Even before some of these most or this most recent uh, traumatic injury, Barkley had not been the same player he was as a rookie. So you have to take that into consideration there are a lot of big splits i mean the new york giants are maybe one of the most controversial teams and controversial in a way that they're not really controversial because nobody cares about it nobody talks about it <laughs> people are people are not out there trying to figure out you know is daniel jones to kenny galladay going to win your league uh, galladay is always sitting there late to be drafted i get him in trade offers all the time uh and trade offers where it's galladay plus some extra you know for someone you know, like a, a Jalen Waddle. So you, you kind of get a sense that no one cares about the Giants. Nobody believes in the Giants. We did have a cool article on the site by uh, Madison talking about how actually Daniel Jones to Galladay was going to be this year's league winner. So we've covered that a little bit, but we come back through and we look at Barkley, a lot of controversial or at least very fun things that happened in this draft with Ben and Davis and just the interaction with them, you know, when we were live on the clock, we were drafting at the turn. So we had to make two picks at a time. We had a number of spots where guys we were targeting and who should have been there by ADP were picked right before it got to us. And then with the 60 second clock, I mean, pressure. You got, right. So it, it was fun because you got to make decisions quickly. You got to make decisions as a group. You get some, uh, very i won't say bizarre some very fun and informative feedback and then because we were picking at the turn we did have quite a long time in between picks sometimes to go over the entire range of players that we were looking at so there was some great content i felt from ben from davis as we were doing that and it was just a lot of fun so if that appeals to you at all if you like the comedy element in there as well make sure to check out that draft series if you weren't interested in the topics that we've done so far, I think the draft series will convert you to a Stealing Bananas listener. I think if you weren't interested in the topics they've done so far, um, I don't know how your fantasy football leagues are going to go this season. Um, that's the bad news. So if <laughs> I think uh, if you haven't checked out the show, go and check it out. The guys are doing a phenomenal job. Uh, instantly become my uh, favorite podcast out there, although I am uh, highly biased, I guess we'll say as well. But um, you mentioned Barkley. Yeah, the concerns are real. And um, myself and yourself in the, the best ball tournament draft that we did, the news had just come out as we were kind of starting to draft that one. And we did take him at the back end of the first round. So that we'll see how that works out uh, at the end of the season. But we're going to jump into some questions that come in from 
the listeners. We've been getting some great questions and we've tried to kind of use our Saturday show specifically for that kind of a mailbag edition and um, a couple of questions coming in. But if you have questions you would like to submit for some of the shows next week or any of the coming weeks, um, send them over to rotavizradio at gmail.com or uh, on Twitter. You can send them my way at Overtime Ireland. Um, I keep mentioning this every week, but we tend to get one question in through each channel uh, that we tend to use. That is not by design, but the, the questions coming in are very good. And if we don't use them in the show, I, I generally uh, reply with, with our thoughts on it uh, either way. So the first one coming in from Jeff Hendricks, and we did the show last week where it was to rate those dynasty rocks so we do have another one of those this week we won't do it as a, a kind of a continuous thing but we will add them in uh, where possible as well so uh, a question comes in from jeff he says i love the idea of helping with our dynasty teams and he humbly submits his for review he said your idea of selling your top guys uh, and uh, and by your i mean sean's idea of selling your top guys in an effort to stay in the championship window is definitely top of his mind at the moment i've uh, been trying to Think about how to move Devontae Adams and or Cooper and for who, as well as running backs, maybe Jacobs, Gaskin, Henderson on the recent news. It would love our thoughts on it. So the scoring is PPR, tight end premium, one quarterback over at the FFPC. Roster is 20 spots plus two taxi squad members um, out to 14 plus two in the off season so has to start two running backs two wide receivers two flex i'm going to give a quick run through sean of some of the players here um has Kirk cousins jalen hurts salman atmed um chase edmonds miles gaskin antonio gibson darrell henderson josh jacobs jamar jefferson alexander madison Devonte adams tutu atwell uh, amari cooper Corey davis cd lamb jalen rager and tony anthony swartz uh, anytime I see his name, I think of uh, your post-draft article, uh, Kadarius Tony, um, George Kittle, Logan Thomas, Justin Tucker, New England Patriots. Uh, and then on the taxi squad, uh, a player that could be very valuable and, and Darren Tenevins, and then Andy Isabella, who may not be as valuable. Um, so, Sean, I think it's a pretty uh, good overall roster. Um, quarterbacks could also obviously be enhanced, but the, the other positions um, are in, in a pretty good spot what are your thoughts overall he did mention about trading away the likes of cooper or adams i think having cd lamb um gives him the opportunity obviously to to trade away cooper he does have jalen rager who obviously paired with hertz um can be interesting in those season long leagues then he has kettle and logan thomas who we both like so pretty solid roster overall um but how do you feel um first of all about those veteran wide receivers and potentially moving them on yeah, Devontae Adams is is tricky, right? Because he's going to return so much value this year. You might be able to get a ton for him. Adams, if you're wanting to flip him at this point, I'm looking at someone like a Jamar Chase in order to get that value back. Now, we see Chase go very, very early in a lot of these startups. We also see people drafting him early in redraft. The confidence that he's going to give you a Justin Jefferson-like season is probably a little bit overstated. And yet at the same time, that would be a way to get younger, to be set for the future and not lose a lot this season. Colin, do you have some other guys kind of in that range? I mean, one of the people I would love to trade for Devontae Adams would be CeeDee Lamb, but he already has him on the roster. <laughs> you got my <mad. laughs> I was going to say I was going to say the exact same thing. So you beat me there, and uh, now you've left me sitting. But um, I think with Adams, 
I think that like regardless of what happens this year, unless look at he falls off the face of the earth with the Packers or he picks up, you know, a severe injury. I think that he's going to maintain I know he's getting older, but he is going to maintain his value, I think, through this season. The reason I think for that is he's either going to get a contract with the Packers that makes him the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, which will help with his value, or you're going to get him moving teams and getting a massive contract there, which will help with his value. So I think in certain situations, the risk of keeping him this year rather than moving him to see what you can get if you think you can win a championship this year. I think he's one of the players who I would possibly lean towards keeping. Uh, if I couldn't, I would be looking for somebody in that um, um, Justin Jefferson kind of mold or CD Lamb. And if I was, I'd be looking for Lamb plus something perhaps, but with Jefferson, I think it's pretty close on a one-on-one based on the age profile of the, the two guys. But Adams is like, you know, he's, he's, I know the other one that's in that range is Terry Kill. Like they are at the elite level, they're right at their prime. Um, and I think there's probably another year that you could hold them before we, we try to, to move on. You know, if we're keeping that window open, but, um, it, it is a challenging one. I, I find Adams would be a hard one to, to trade away. The other element that you could do here is try and package a couple of the guys together. Henderson is someone he mentioned as a potential sell. If you put Henderson with Devontae Adams, then maybe you bring back A.J. Brown. Now, the tricky part there is that obviously, again, you're getting a lot weaker for the upcoming season. You might play through half the season and kind of get the value out of those players and then trade them as the playoffs come along. That may seem like kind of a weird thing to think about, actually weakening your team as the playoffs approach, but it's something that you can do, right? It's not necessarily a matter of, having to get younger at this point or having to go for it down the stretch of the season. When you think about it, the number one thing that you want to do with your dynasty team is to earn that buy every season and then kind of let the chips fall where they may. And if you can get that buy by playing Adams and Henderson, and then, you know, once you're kind of in that position, kind of the latest you think that you can do it and still get the value back, Maybe then you trade those guys for someone like an A.J. Brown and you weaken your team even though you're going into the playoffs. That may seem weird, but it's actually a little less weird in its own way than weakening your team for the full season where then you don't have that chance to get that by. So that would be a way to do it. I do like the idea of moving Cooper. I like the idea of moving Jacobs. This team has enough depth that I think that you could, again, kind of package those two guys and get a top-line level player. That might be the way to go when you have as much depth as this team is showing. It would be interesting to know uh, what his thoughts are on Devontae Smith. He's got Rager here. That would give him the chance to have sort of uh, two breakout possibilities, but you wouldn't want to overpay. You know, both of those guys could end up in a situation where if Hertz doesn't come through, you don't have great production this season. Those guys see their trade values fall off next year. I've still got a lot of confidence in both of them, even if they have a bad 2021 Although at that point, Rager was starting to really raise some eyebrows in terms of whether or not he's a bust. But those might be some other interesting things that you can do. Do you think you can get much for Gaskin at this point? Uh, the ones that I would be thinking about trying to move would be potentially Gaskin. But the ones I would really be looking to see what we could get as we touched on it on the show earlier this week is Chase Edmonds. I think his stock's probably as high now as it's it's going to get if things play out maybe the way we think they will in Arizona. I think you could still get a return there. Josh Jacobs, who you mentioned. Um, and, you know, with Devontae Adams, I mentioned about him holding his value this coming year. I think Cooper will probably 
you know, return slightly similar value. But I, I have a feeling that if CD Lamb completely becomes the number one in that offense, that Cooper's value could fall dramatically next season. So I think he he along with Jacobs are the two that I'd be trying to move most. And I think that Edmonds will be the next one. So packaging that up might be the way to go. In terms of Gaskin, I think it depends on who you're asking. And that wasn't meant to rhyme, but um in terms of like who's looking for him I, I find that his value tends to, to vary from league to league um, and even from adp to adp depending on who you're playing with so if people are in on gaskin you'll you'll get something that, or if you're in a league where nobody wants gaskin you're not going to get very much so i think he might be trickier i think also i, I like gaskin more than the likes of Edmonds, and i think he probably will get slightly similar value do you think there's a big difference in those two guys um and will you be keeping one over the other no, I think that's a, a smart way to play it. Yeah, I think you can get more for Chase Edmonds because I think that the perception of him as a talent is still above that of Gaskin, even though Gaskin goes earlier because there's a less believed competition. But Ahmed, a guy who could come through and actually offer plenty of competition, that player is on this roster. You might diversify a little bit from that. The Cooper question, I think, is interesting, and it really depends on how people in your league are looking at him. Cooper, I think, is, is tricky to sell because in my experience, he has a little bit more value than he does trade value. But there are some very big Cooper believers. Uh, some of our guests on Stealing Bananas have really pushed him, including JJ. And so you look at Cooper there and you have this potential to move him for someone who maybe is less expensive and get him and a pick. So... Lewisca Chenault is a name that pops out to me. I know that Chenault owners tend to be sort of true believers, you know, to <laughs> to the end. And so that maybe, seems like that seems like a shot. <laughs> well, it, it, it may be a situation where those of us who have him are not parting with him under any circumstances. But there's also this element now where Chenault has generated enough buzz that he maybe is ahead of what he has demonstrated on the field. I mean, he's definitely ahead of what he's demonstrated on the field. Maybe you have somebody who has been talked into him by the Rotoviz team, the ship chasing team, and you're thinking, well, you know, these guys are crazy. I've got to get out. Maybe you could trade Cooper for Chenault plus a future, a couple of future twos, right? Probably can't trade him for Chenault in a future one, but maybe you mix in somebody else from this group. Maybe you include a Chase Edmonds. You can get Chenault a future one for Cooper and Edmonds those would be the kind of moves we looking to make obviously Brandon Ayuk someone else I think that you can buy at this point with some of those guys my concern with him simply is that maybe next offseason will be the time to buy if Ayuk's value drops based on the Trey Lance rookie season then we'll be looking to push to 100% ownership for 2022 that would be my own only hesitancy there Hey, Rotoviz Radio listener, this is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12 month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021, and you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package, is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So next question coming in, that relates around modified zero RB. It's from Michael Esposito. Um, he says, hey guys, I listened to your podcast and this one is talking uh, about the Celia Bananas podcast. Um, I listened to your podcast on modified zero RB and really enjoyed the insight. I've implemented different forms of this strategy in quite uh, for quite some time in standard leagues, but find it more difficult to pull off. Um, do you think this is a viable approach in non-PPR leagues where we have to start one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one kicker, one flex, uh, which is not super flex, and six bench spots? This is something, Sean, we've talked about a number of times, but it is a question that tends to come up over and over again, more so for is zero RB something that is applicable and non-PPR leagues but I don't know if we've answered it specifically for modified zero RB so what's your thoughts on it um, and and those like how, how do you approach that versus straight up zero RB and those um, standard leagues with no PPR points I'm quite a bit more skeptical about modified zero RB definitely zero running back in general I'm more skeptical about in standard leagues one of the reasons that we use this extremely wide receiver heavy approach is that in the PPR format, they're going to score more points for you than the running backs you can take at corresponding spots. And so it's very simple to load up on points to take advantage of the extreme running back movement throughout the season to get that performance on a weekly basis that allows you to have starters when your individual week win your league, et cetera, et cetera. In standard, it's not the same, right? You have these running backs who are going to score more points for you in a lot of situations. You probably want your flex to at least consider the running back position. However, this is a league where it's two running back, three wide receiver. You have the one QB, you have the one tight end. In standard formats, I like to take much more of the hyper-fragile kind of approach than what we look at for PPR leagues. And so you have this format here. He's mentioned the six bench spots. That means there are going to be a lot of guys 
in free agency who can help you out and build depth. So I'm not very interested in or worried about depth in that type of league. And so a modified zero RB approach is going to be more appealing, not because it allows you to load up on wide receivers, but because it gives you a chance to get the best QB, to get the best tight end. In this in this standard league, that's where I'm looking to win, right? Your starting lineup is incredibly important. I think that within the fantasy community, we have such an emphasis on PPR and such an emphasis on deep rosters. And this is a fairly deep starting lineup that he's mentioning here. I'm not suggesting that it's shallow. But the combination of PPR and the deep leagues really encourages this idea of, okay, well, I've got to build depth at running back. I've got to build depth at wide receiver. We've been kind of moving back in the direction of being willing to draft QBs with these hybrid QBs. But that depth that we're looking so much to acquire in some other types of formats, in standard, I just want the starting lineup, especially if you're going to have an opportunity to attack your depth in free agency. And so, you know, I want the Patrick Mahomes type of player, the Lamar Jackson type of player. If you're big on Josh Allen, that type of player in your QB spot, at the tight end, I want one of those top guys, right? You want to get Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, maybe Hawkinson, whatever you have to do to get that advantage because that advantage in a standard league is still going to carry over at tight end. I mean, those tight ends just score so many more points. It's hard to get that back in a standard format where the overall scoring is lower without all of those additional receptions. It's hard to get it back uh, through the running back. It's hard to get it back through these wide receivers. And so as a result, that's really my emphasis there is that we have a starting lineup that week one we think is the strongest. If you have injuries, maybe you don't win your league, but the real advantage in a standard league is that starting lineup. And once again, thanks to Mike for sending in that question. The other question, as I mentioned at the start, um, coming in from Jeff, uh, thanks for that question as well. So if you do have any questions to come in, send them over at rotolizradio at gmail.com. Um, a few listener reviews we're going to touch on here at the end. We do love seeing these reviews coming in and some nice ones. Sean, want to check, uh, is this an official term in this first review? He says he's been a rotovisor since the start. Exactly. That's the perfect way to put it. <laughs> it's the first time I've seen it, but I, I really uh, enjoy seeing it. So it's under Mr. Murr D is the, the username over on Apple Podcast. Uh, want to win, listen to Sean. He says it's as simple as that. Been a rotovisor from the start and still am because they take an analytical approach that con consistently create better outcomes by leveraging data. They've been able to measure and evolve their approach um, and keeps them to the forefront of predicting fantasy football outcomes. Sh Colin and Sean share great insights on a weekly basis. And then he has after that for free if you are not subscribed you're doing it wrong so thank you very much for that review uh, very kind words coming in the second one for this week is zim and 82 uh, the best of the best sean and colin are great the content and perspectives of the show are unique thoughtful and the guys put their money on the line to back up what they say this is at the top of my list keep up the great work so thanks a lot guys for those reviews uh, i would ask if you haven't dropped us a review yet uh, please do so on your favorite podcast app. It is always appreciated. We will likely run a contest as we get ready to the season 
for those listener reviews. So basically, if you drop one in now, uh, we will keep it in the mix for when that happens over the next couple of weeks. But Sean, it's always uh, it's always awesome to get those get those kind words coming in. It is, and the first one there is from under Mister Minor D. I think we may have gotten the Irish pronunciation from. Colin, Colin <laughs> what, what, what do we have here? What did I say? <laughs> well, not all, not all of the syllables were pronounced. Uh, oh, I have to say this, actually. Shout, my recommendation is going to be for Peter Overzet and Pat Corain for their attempt of uh, Irish accents this week over on Ship Chasing. Um, absolute gold, if anyone hasn't seen it. Um, so I ha- when we're mentioning Irish accents, I had to mention that. And speaking of a, a show set in the uk not in ireland but my recommendation this week uh we've mentioned to the listeners that i am currently off netflix trying to protest a little bit there i know that without my 15 dollars, they're probably going to go bankrupt but watching some hbo max had a chance to watch two weeks to live uh this is sort of a silly show it's kind of a, a comedy action romance and a lot of people don't like the things together i mean there are some lines in the show that are sort of cringeworthy and it's all over the place in terms of tone Uh, a lot of critics i think are going to want a more consistent tone certainly plenty of viewers are also going to want a more consistent tune i don't think it got very good reviews but it obviously stars the the character from game of thrones and aria as she is uh out there uh wreaking havoc dominating as someone who has been out sort of in a a prepper situation goes into the real world for the first time at 21 and has some adventures including going after the crime boss who killed her father uh, meets up with some fellows has some romantic entanglements Uh, things go from bad to worse to great to hilarious i enjoyed this quite a bit it may not be everybody's cup of tea but if you're looking for something that you haven't seen before, haven't heard of, you want the really deep recommendation, Two Weeks to Live was a lot of fun. That's good. And uh, no, thanks once again to the guys as well for those reviews. Much, much appreciated. Apologies uh, for the pronunciation along the way. Um, but in terms of uh, the Rotoviz website as well, that is also my recommendation for this week. You can get yourself a 10% discount to a Rotoviz one-year subscription. All you have to do is add the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout or go to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. That brings us to the end of the fourth podcast of the week of Rotoviz OT. Uh, Sean and Ben will have some more stadium bananas coming up as well. So make sure you're checking those out. Give us a retweet uh, on social media, spread the word of the show. We do appreciate each and every uh, way that you help us grow our audience here as a, as we head into the 2021 NFL season. So until we're back next week with some more podcasts coming your way, this has been Road of His Overtime. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Make sure you're checking out all of Sean's work up on roadofhis.com. Um, and that will do it for today's episode. Until next week, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Road of His Radio. Please rate and review the Road of His Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at roadofhisradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Road of His Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Road of His with a discount through the Road of His Radio homepage, roadofhis.com forward slash podcast.